You see, people collect all kinds of things. New, old, priceless, worthless. Darling, it doesn't matter what. I simply must know why. Those mothballs shouldn't get to keep all the secrets. This is the Mothball Prophecies. Hello and welcome to the Mothball Prophecies. I'm Samantha Mashburn. And I'm Spellcheck. Today we're sitting down with a collector that was a fellow guest's suggestion. Thanks, Aaron, for this lovely suggestion. And we say thank you. Thank you. So many times. Thank you. She collects and curates beautiful items, mixing decades in her home. Each room is filled with something we have all had our eyes on in the past. Welcome to the show, Christy Snarsky. Hello, Christy. Hello. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You're so welcome. Thank you for agreeing to sit down with us. Mm -hmm. When I initially got your Instagram page from Feral Cat, I was like, how was this off of our radar, first of all? Because there's so many things you collect that I collect as my co-host collects and Spellcheck collects Mm -hmm. that like looking through your home, it was a great way to be like, oh, I could do stuff like that. I could do things like that. Surprising that we hadn't found you yet. Yes. Oh, yeah. Missed the, the radar. I don't do a lot of self-publication, self-publicizing other than posting a lot. So I really, you inspire me, of course, to try to do more of that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you. Um, My personal Instagram is usually just a barren wasteland. Everything I post is for the show or for the estate sale company that we own. So I totally, uh, I get that. Whenever somebody's like, you should share your podcast here. I'm like, uh, I I just live vicariously through the podcast Instagram. Yeah. I don't post my own stuff. Yeah. We're just all living together in the colony <laughs> of Instagrams. It's the cult of mothball. Yeah. And we were talking about it a little bit before we recorded, but you sent with your questionnaire, because we always have a question, this is like, what collections do you have? And some people answer it in depth, like you did, and some people are like, these kind of things. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. You sent me the notes list from your phone, and I was so impressed <laughs> and inspired. Mm-hmm. Why do you have such an extensive list in your notes. I'm a notes lover. My iPhone notes, there's like 700 folders of things I need to remember. Where did that come from for you? I'm like a spreadsheet person, a list person. Um, not always with a really strong rationale for it, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one was definitely, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Sometimes you just kind of want to give yourself a little challenge. I was like, I wonder if I can get them all, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like sitting there on the couch and I have like a thousand other things I can do. And, you know, I'm just looking around like, okay, <laughs> I can add that one or I can add those, you know, uh-huh. and the list gets longer and you start feeling like more guilt and you're like, maybe I should stop. And then, you know, you come back. To- <laughs> no, <laughs> it'd be great for insurance. You can just send that to your insurance. I, know, and be like, like, hey. I wish it was that easy. I really should do something like uh-huh. that. I don't know. I'm sure there's like somebody out here who's like developed the how-to for the like itemized insurance. But yeah, I would have to start. Yeah. List, oh. I think. And my Instagram, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I could not. I don't. I have too much stuff. We're, our list would be similar. Probably. Um, but I love that you're like a completist in how you collect. That's something I'm striving for. To like pick one thing and be like, let's get it all, like Pokemon. Like let's collect all the things. A completist with like very specific boundaries, mm-hmm. though. Like, mm. you know, you have to you have to put reasonable boundaries. This is something I, I talk about this like <laughs> frequently with you know like collector people. It's like, ooh yeah, that's cool. But like I my very weird but very at least I try to enforce like some kind of enforceable boundary on a collection. And you know, I mm-hmm. sometimes. But I have to like, yeah, I have to have like a hard cutoff, like my recipe boxes. Yeah. I don't do any branded recipe boxes, which is a weird cutoff. Ooh. But I'm like, that's my cutoff. I don't like them. I don't. So like, A, they don't bring me joy. The mm-hmm. B, that's like an easy, like, that's like 35 that I don't care about or I'm not allowed to care about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't start that initially and I wish I would have. When I first started collecting, especially with the podcast, it was like if I went to the thrift store and saw something that I had seen either on somebody else's Instagram or a guest we had talked to, I was like, get in the cart. Yeah. You're coming home with me. Well, at the beginning of a collection, you just grab whatever is there. It's like those like, you know, those like money cubes where the money's flying all around you, mm-hmm. but with vintage. It's just like, come here, come here, come here, <laughs> yeah. come here. And then it gets out of hand and I look at like my basement, for instance, and I'm like, uh... What I do? I was like that with books. I'm a I'm I like to collect antique books, and it used to be just if it was old enough, I'd get it. But now I'm more 
leaning towards collecting books that I actually like, mm-hmm. like favorites mm-hmm. versus just anything. Yeah. Has that turned over for you guys? Because you guys also collect a lot of books. Yeah, we ended up with, I mean, my husband just like unanimously loves poetry books. Like unproblematic poetry books, to be clear. Like he definitely, that's his boundary is like. Perfect. Not problematic. Um, But there's no, mm-hmm. yeah, every reasonable poetry book would have a home with us. Um, But we've definitely <laughs> a vintage book thing for a minute. More like in service of our like we were we used vintage books as decor for some of our wedding and we had this mm-hmm. great hookup where it was there was a teacher discount like on Tuesdays and you could get 10 vintage books for five bucks or something it was insane it was ridiculous this was up in Massachusetts and they've since like <laughs> oh whoa so great vintage books to choose from way older with great too. um colors and yeah. spines but then and- we ended up with like yeah. boxes of vintage books we don't care about um i kept some of them mm-hmm. or we have like one of our christmas trees is like the poetry and it has like a oh. like a layered vintage book mountain skirt that i do um and it's like one box worth of books. such a great idea thank you um but that does not like the rest of the books have since been donated like it was too much um yeah we need the space for like actual books that we care about so that was a that was a hard lesson. Yeah. But it was like a cheaper ish lesson, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. And it is a hard lesson. Like I didn't start really putting like limitations on what I was purchasing until probably what what set it in stone was when we started an estate sale company and being around lots of things and realizing how common they are and what you're gonna come across and what you're gonna see in doing that type of work. So that really helped me be like, okay, if I see this type of thing in the wild or whatever else, I know to pick it up if it aligns with what I collect. Otherwise, eh, it's all right. I don't need to buy it. I can love it. Leave it for someone else. Leave it for someone else. Leave it for a beginner. Yeah. And you talk about in the beginning of your life, your mom likes to say that she's not a collector. And then you would say otherwise. Because she was kind of your enabler, right, oh, into yeah. collecting things. I think that's just like an only only child problem. Like only child, only shopping partner half the time. Like as soon as I was old enough to give feedback, I gave feedback, sometimes unsolicited feedback. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a lot of like this. We don't have a lot of collections in common. Mm-hmm. And there's collections of hers that have like not aged well over the years. And I'm like, you mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. told you, which I'm sure she, you know, she loves that. Like her, like her precious moments collect, you know, you know, those, she didn't have a ton. Yeah. It was like, of course, yeah. God, I hated those, I hate those actively. And she doesn't even, she doesn't just uh-huh. anymore. And thank God she doesn't have like a hundred, but it's just like, she got it. She had those every year she'd get one or she'd get like a couple of the willow tree. Like I, Oh God, those are big here where we live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like mm. yeah. it was never big. That was, and that's always something she has like a one up on me. Like in terms of like like mm. what people think, it's like none of her collections were ever like big. They were like pretty medium, very mm-hmm. sized. And then I come along and I'm like, I want fifty of something, and she's like, You have a disease. And it's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> at least she's honest, right? Oh, right, exactly. But the other thing too is your mom. You're a you're a Cody. You're a child of deaf parents. So your mom is also telling you these things, which I I would rather be yelled at probably audibly than through sign language because it's so much more uh there's a lot more happening where you can really feel what the person is saying to you and yeah i uh yeah oh yeah there's this like it's like she's telling me what for it's very blunt like sign language in general and deaf deaf culture i was i was just gonna say that very to the point there's no sugarcoating it she will walk me through the Mm -hmm. point very specifically to all the things that she does not like um which is fine, you know, again, feedback, I'm getting like, <laughs> um, but yeah, mm-hmm. sometimes like less welcome than others. Um, yeah. What is she pointing at? What does she not particularly care for? She's so tired of cruels and like, I get it, but <gasps> she's tired of them. No. Oh God. Yeah. No, she, mm. she's, she's incorrect. <laughs> I'm like, your opinion is unpopular. She's like, well, those internet people, they're all just like you. I'm like, well, Yeah. <laughs> You know, that's why we're friends. They're Mom. all just like you. You all have it. Your friends are problematic. Yes. <laughs> and and this and this and this, you know, in this in this world that she's created, she is the normal one, which is probably true. Um but, mm-hmm. you know, 
I'm like, but it's, but you know, this is my space. And I think it's also like easier for her to be a little more critical of it, which like I get because, you know, this was their house like pretty recently. Uh Yeah. So it's like some things are a big improvement and she'll be the first to say that, which is very nice. And then other things she'll be like, I never, I'm like, yeah, I know. Like I spent 25 (laughs) years being like, wow, that would be so much better if it was different. (laughs) You know, this was intentional. This was was imagined over many years. (laughs) yeah because you live in your childhood home now so of course when she comes over she goes "Mm, I wouldn't have done my kitchen that way yeah exactly no how did that happen you ending up in that house um it was more of a timing thing than anything and like the housing market being like as insane as it was you know Mm -hmm. my husband and I were in Boston for like 10 years I mean he's from there so he was only ever there um, but I had been in Boston since undergrad for like 10 years. Um, then we were both mm-hmm. teaching and working and stuff and we got married. Um, and I, because of the agreement with like the fellowship I had for grad school at the time, I owed my district, my public school district one more year in term in exchange, which is very reasonable in exchange for like paying yeah. my fees. Um, and then, you know, it would COVID hit. But we had kind of, I mean, we had talked about it even before COVID. We knew that like there was, because, you know, if we couldn't really, buying a house anywhere was st- still feels like in- insane, um, especially yeah. like in the midst of that in Boston, we were like, there's no, there's no way. Like <laughs> there's no, yeah. absolutely not. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, that's how the housing market is here too. It's insane. Yeah. It's like one of the worst places in the country to buy a house in Idaho, mm-hmm. which is weird because we're never on the news. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, no. I mean, it was <laughs> just for problematic shit. It was it was wild. And my grandmother at the time was ninety five, ninety six, um, and she was still living independently, like alone in her house, which is about fifteen minutes from here, and it's a lovely like suburb. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is very rural. We live like in the middle of a mountain with like no visible neighbors. Oh, okay. Um, but she lived like in a suburban setup, actually within eyesight of the school that I teach at now. Um, and she, oh, cool. at, you know, when she hit 96, her health kind of declined pretty rapidly. And my mom moved in with her and there was like, they owned that house together. Um, so we, you know, things came to an end. Um, and my parents were, who are now like in there, my mom just had her birthday. So I should be able to tell you how old she is. I think she's 67. <laughs> we're going to go with 67. Um, and my dad's like 72 okay. um, and they're in great shape, oh, okay. but like a two story plus laundry in the basement was like something that mm-hmm. they didn't have, they were kind of sick of. Um, they're very like term yeah. planners. So they looked around, the <laughs> market was a challenge for them too. So they were like, you know, like yeah. they tried a couple places, but they were never like people that generation just aren't comfortable moving as fast as people have to move nowadays. Like, mm. you know, yeah, especially in the housing market. Yeah. Um, so they're like, well, realistically we can do a couple like renovations this place. So they moved in there. Um, and they were, we came to an agreement with them about this place that worked for everyone and didn't involve owing like too many banks, (laughs) like crazy insane amounts of money and and numbers and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It was, it's certainly like very fortunate, like very lucky that things worked out this way and um we'll probably yeah it was meant to be forever but like at least it's i I don't know i feel better about that than some like suburban place where we wouldn't have been happy and wouldn't have felt like like i would be buried in this house like that is that's where we're at like i told my husband when he came here i was like yeah this is it when he was fine with two because let me tell you he had like 30 30 to 50 boxes of books um, that came with him. So I was like, oh, wow. we're not doing this again. We're done now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we're not, we're not moving ever yeah. again. I love the idea of being able to live in the house that you grew up in. Um, I'm from a military family, so that does not, that's not possible for me mm-hmm. at all. So I love that you get to like, go back to the place that you were as a child yeah. and you have all those memories there and you just get to keep Continue. making more. Hey, yeah. that should have been my, how long have you guys lived there? That should have been my fate too, though. Cause my dad was a Navy commander, but he was so much. Oh, like, I mean, my parents are just on the older side. My mom had, she had me when she was 36. Yeah. My dad was already in his forties. Um, 
Like mm-hmm. they, he retired when I was like two. So they built wow. uh, that in the plan. They built this place, um, but they hadn't even bought, they bought That's land so cool. when they knew that he was going to retire, um, which back then was mm-hmm. where we're at. So rural, you know, it was next to nothing, yeah. you know? Um, and it was a long process. So it was, I was, yeah, happy. I, I have obviously yeah. emotional attachments to this, to this house in general. <laughs> There's plenty yeah. of things wrong with it too, um, that do not show up. But it's <laughs> like 30 years of my right. doing their own repairs as, uh, always, you know, Oh, <laughs> fun surprises yep. makes for fun home renovations. Oh yeah. Yeah. It makes for, uh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my house is old, and there was a lot of mom and pop fixes mm. here. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I'll sit and like look at something. I'm like, why is that cupboard door so much bigger than the one it's next to? Why is that outlet so crooked? Who did this? Who like? There's like places in my house where they took electrical from one part and like moved it to somewhere else, and then just left like an outlet there. And or... you wonder like, who made this decision? Yeah, I have like one of those light switches that doesn't go to anything. Nice. Mm. So I just imagine that commercial, like, of a garage door opening and shutting in my neighborhood somewhere, crushing somebody's oh, yeah. car. And there's there's childhood damage yeah. I've done to this house that now I see as an adult. I'm like, ah, right. I remember I used to, I, fa- I figured out I could wedge the door open, even when it was locked, if I used scissors, which mm-hmm. cute little divot in the door that now I get to look at every day. <laughs> yeah, it's memories. Fun I memories. Right? Look what I did. I <laughs> Um, I love that. I love that you get to continue the history and then make the house really shine with the collections that you're bringing into it. How long have you guys lived in the house? We have been here over about coming up on a year and a half. So oh, wow. Long. Pretty recent. We, there's a lot of there's a yeah. lot of stuff in the house for a year. <laughs> okay, so that leads me to my next question. All right, so we started collecting at 18. You're my age. Um where did it really start to take off for you? Like what, what was your like step into, cause you have a great collections for 18 to 31. Yeah. When did it really start to pick up for you? Um, I'd say like the last, honestly, not too much more recent than the last seven years, five to seven mm-hmm. years. Um, and that was not, so it wasn't until I really had like, I mean, in Boston, I had a, like a two bedroom um, that I rented and was long term. I was there for in that apartment for six years, maybe. So long time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Apartment. Yeah. That's why I got lucky. It worked out. And then so once I found, felt like, okay, I, this one, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to like have a career. My husband wasn't in the picture at the time. So I was like, who knows what that mm-hmm. timeline's going to look like? So, you know, you get comfy and like just me and my cats and like, I could make it pretty in here. And it was already such like a pretty place. Like it was, you know, it was fun. And I didn't have, as it was yeah. just me and my cats and they, you know, can't complain, you know, I could bring in as much right. junk as I wanted. Um, That's it right. was pure luck that like Tom was so accommodating and accepting of <laughs> just <random> old <laughs> stuff. And I didn't like when he came into the picture, it wasn't like a, he was more of a, even more of an enabler and less of a, uh, <laughs> you know, could have been a totally different situation. Yeah. Perfect. He was like, go find the stuff you love, babe. Yeah. I'll be here reading poetry. <laughs> it was the universe. Did Does it. he pick with you? Does mm-hmm. Do you guys go together? Oh, yeah. And he's got a, you know, other than the colorblind part, like, he's got a good eye. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. The colorblindness sometimes, it is, it's incredible how many, like, cream things, like, cream off-white color things. He's like, is that Jade? I'm like, nope. Not, don't <laughs> it, but, you know, you try you're close, babe. It's milk glass. Yeah, exactly. You're doing great. Exactly. You're doing great. It's uranium, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I yeah never factored that into a picking problem. Color blindness. Yeah. Yeah. I'm he, going. Is it? Is that Christmas? J- is it Jade? Is it Halloween? Yeah, I mean, I think it's been because we go together like 99 percent of the times. I think it's really only been a problem problem for him. Like when he's like looking for something for me without me. Then he gets a little nervous. Mm-hmm. I get a second opinion. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, I made sure. I just, I double checked with the cashier that it was like color. I was like, okay, cool. Thanks. That's nice. Oh, it's very thoughtful. That's so sweet. That's very sweet. 
And it's pretty uncommon in like the collector world where there's like two collectors in under one roof, right? Like my husband is a book guy or a garage guy. Like he likes old books and things like that or things from his childhood, but he could care less about like going thrifting or estate sailing, those types of things. We've not. He's not a big, he's not, I, only one of us can collect like that, I guess. Yeah. That's, in the house. <laughs> the books are a, like, definitely. I mean, it, the shelves were like, shelving, the topic of shelving was in our wedding vows. Like, literally <laughs> between like bookshelf, like books and like stuff that goes on shelves. It's like, I, I guess we're just going to be building shelves for the rest of our life, you know, and that kind of thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, oh, I love that. Works. Like, you, you know, he, it's definitely more like I am certainly more into the vintage stuff than he is. Like he, mm-hmm. he'll, I think he'd be the first one to say that he, you know, he likes it. He can appreciate it. He has a good brain for it. I think it's what most people need. You just need a brain yeah. for mm-hmm. it. Like if he didn't have the brain, for yeah. it, I think it would be exhausting, but he can like retain and like mm-hmm. sort just like I assume you and I can. Um, that's yeah. good. Like, and all the kinds of places we go, like these, we love like a good, like antique mall, honestly. Like bread and butter. Mm-hmm. It's a good mm-hmm. And, you know, they always have dealers that have books. So we usually, both of us, walk out with our little something. Um, it's everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And that is one of my favorite things to do, is to wander around an antique mall, especially in the wintertime. Because, like, where you live and where we live, like, it's cold, winter's Very. dark, you know, lots of snow and all that stuff. Like, there's very few activities outside of snow activities you could do in the wintertime. Yeah. And antiquing in the winter is generally, like, one of my – we should do that tomorrow. We should go antiquing tomorrow. Okay. Okay, it's done. So, And it is – it's the holiday season. I got to buy gifts. So mm. – I found <clears throat> your gift for Christmas in my house. Please don't. In her- I started shopping today. Nice. I love to buy – I buy a lot of vintage and antiques for people for presents. Because it's not something that you can really come across. And I try to find something that aligns with yeah. what they already have yeah. in their decor. You would be an incredibly hard person to shop for. <laughs> because yeah. you have so many collections that, like, when I was writing these states, I walked through. I was like, what? Do, she has. How do? So many things. What's your, I want to know your cruel guideline. Like, what is your guideline for bringing cruels home? Oh, man. Oh. I love cruels. That one, I should have developed uh, I should have developed a better boundary when I started. They have like a small, <laughs> yeah. I'm like mistakes were made. Um, but in my defense, <laughs> like when I started with cruels, they were much, the price point was much lower. So even that's like not the worst thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but nowadays yeah. I, yeah. I have like an in search of note on my phone with a whole bunch of pictures that I've like named mm-hmm. from hashtags on Instagram of like, cruels that I'm really into. Um they tend to be yeah. nowadays they tend to be cruels that are have some kind of like saturated colorful canvas. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. I lean more floral and botanical. Mm-hmm. Um I, yeah, yeah like that's good, what I like. I love mm-hmm. abstracts. Um I'm mostly not doing florals in pots anymore, like in vessels. It's a really weird boundary. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's just, it's very specific, but it works for, like, animals. Like, I'll, I'll do birds are okay. The rest uh-huh. are a no. <laughs> yeah. In my head, yeah. this is a very clear boundary, but when I explain it, I sound, like, ridiculous. Um, no, I, I totally get it. Like, aesthetic-wise, too, when yeah. you're putting, like, you and I are gallery wall lovers, man. Like, mm-hmm. I collect specifically for a gallery wall image I have in my head. Mm-hmm. And like generally don't put the gallery wall up until I have all of the pieces that I think will. But I, so I totally am on par with your guidelines. Cause I use, I'm not the cruel collector in the group. That's more Spelljack and Melissa. So if I find a cruel, I'll be like, do you guys want this? Yes, like I like, uh, like I have one that's like typography. It just says, I love you, but it's like rainbow. It's very seventies. Yeah. And I love that one. And other ones that I've come across, I like jewel tones mm-hmm. or like more Victorian leaning kind of cruels or even embroidery. I think I would lean more into embroidery and cross stitch type things before. Yeah. I've got a cruel from you that's mm-hmm. got like pineapple and grapes and it's very bright, like uh, just fruit. Mm-hmm. But most of my cruels are 
like the stuff you don't like. It's potted plants, and mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, dang it! No, but that leaves that leaves the market for both of you <laughs> no, to it's pick. No, it's perfect. We can Everybody's go your shopping. Niche. Yeah, and yeah. half for you, half for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it just because yeah, then you don't have to. Yeah, I just found myself. Yeah, like I, I luckily I have that one gallery wall like on my stairs that's very like botanical and floral mixed, more botanical and floral, and they've all got this same mm-hmm. like neutral canvas like that natural linen yeah and that works really well there Mm -hmm. but like it gets for me in this house gets old elsewhere um so that's where i like i like the the strong colors and i'm trying to get this year was more about like kind of filtering like in my head this year has been more about like filtering okay like this is where everything goes um Mm. is that like this play this spot feels set and then like like my little goal for next year is more around switching trying to be better about switching things out seasonally like i've done that yeah six- i started doing that last year yeah i'm mildly successful with it this year with like wintry things mm-hmm. um but i've already yeah. like taken so much down that i'm like mm, i don't won't have enough space to put it back like i got to figure out what fall or spring is like and i'm not a big i know i mm-hmm. post like i posted nonstop it feels like this month about Christmas things because I'm into mm-hmm. decor and I really don't do the other holidays. Yeah. Like I don't do anything. Like I don't do yeah. Halloween really. I pull out some pumpkins. I mean, but I don't. Yeah. I can't. I don't have the energy for it. I think for vintage. Yeah. Yeah. My two are always Halloween and Christmas, but this year I didn't decorate for Halloween really at all. Mm. The time kind of got away from me. We had an estate sale the week of Halloween. So I was working all day going through somebody else's house. The last thing I wanted yeah. to do was come home. And pull all my, but I was today looking for stuff, like looking through your stuff. And I was like, there's so many good ideas of what to do with some of the Christmas stuff I've collected. Cause I buy it all year long yeah. to like put it out. And I did not Christmas craft last year. And that's one of my favorite things to do. So I'm really looking forward to that this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to talk to you about the way you curate different spaces and like switching things out is a great way to do that. Like I have stuff that I put away with my Christmas stuff or like in the Christmas totes that I then don't see until like spring and I kind of lay everything out and be like, okay, who gets to come out for like springtime versus summertime? And I am the opposite. I don't, I don't switch stuff out at all. I just put more up. <laughs> Which your house is pretty good size. Well, yeah, but it, my, it works in my house. Yeah, not in my not house. Not forever. I mean, I... I ha- I have no excuse. I just have too much stuff. Um, it's I we've got plenty of space, but I'm we're and I've never switched things out seasonally. But we're just at a point now where mm-hmm. like I ha- we we will have to. <laughs> There's just no. Ch- yeah, I can extend gallery walls everywhere, but it's hard to do to recurate it. Mm-hmm. Like, well, it's up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's I, a hard I thing always, to do. I always loved leaving stuff up, but you know, we don't have super high ceilings. Like we have like the barely eight foot. <laughs> version of mm-hmm. it's like can't usually do like the th- even the three layer i'm sorry like three i like to do like a three gallery like a three vertical mm-hmm. but even that doesn't like i only have a couple that are kind of like floor to ceiling gallery wall feeling spaces and everywhere yeah. else it just would not wouldn't work but yeah it's really it's a lot of looking around it's in here it's a lot of balancing like this is a cedar house everybody everybody's mm. i always get Every, almost every time I post something that's got the wood panel, people call it wood paneling in the background. They're like, I, mean, uh-huh. I love the wood paneling. I love the knotty pine. And I'm like, it's just the wall. That's the wall to the outside. It's a log, it's a log house. <laughs> like, like every wall mm-hmm. that is an exterior wall is wood on the inside. Uh, it leaves us with very little drywall yeah. and leaves us with a lot of orange feel uh-huh which uh-huh. i'm just yep. going anywhere um but that's also why I, I feel like i tend to lean like cooler tones too mm-hmm. to balance it out yeah. i mean yeah. i love a good yellow and orange but uh, in moderation in here like i can only you know we chose mm-hmm. very deliberately certain like we have two accent like we have this like we don't do the grayish thing but we have like a gray neutral well paint in most of the house that you can see like it's pretty white i think it reads kind of white off white but it's it's mm-hmm. gray. um it's a warm gray and then elsewhere we only used two other colors which was like this very i don't know i like this em- not emerald that's not right 
like almost a jungle, like blue green, more green than blue. Oh, mm, it's very vibrant. Yeah, but still in that warmth tone. Well, it cools down. It cools down the. It cools down mm-hmm. the the cedar walls for sure. Um, yeah, and then we have we use black, which my mother was horrified, mm. um, and is now grown to love, <laughs> or is grown to accept. We I mean, will go to we'll go to accept. Uh huh. They'll admit that it looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so glad we did that. I actually wish we did black in a few more places because it's it's such a good. I feel like makes everything look so good. Um, but yeah, you're just kind of stuck yeah. with all that wood. Like, I mean, I'm looking at it now and I'm, I'm on three, well, th- yeah, three sides of me right now are wood. So <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. I feel that is just- the, the whole basement of my house is this naughty pine mm-hmm. orange paneling. And so it was interesting to like decorate and even light this room because of the warmth yeah. and upstairs I have hardwood floors and they are very warm. And so it's kind of like when I bring something into my house, I have to be like, how is this going to play with the floor? Because I can't really change the floor. Yeah. Upstairs. They chose an awful like pinky beige color for a lot of the walls that I'm actually switching out. But it's it's the floor plan and everything. Each room kind of cuts into the other. So you have to like draw these lines in some way that separates them as different spaces. It is a little bit odd how your house is set up. I know. It's like a U-shape. (laughs) <laughs> so it's like the kitchen is in the front of my house, mm-hmm. kitchen and dining room. Then there's kind of a front entry, and then it wraps around to the living room that has a wall of windows because yeah. it's like a 50s bungalow type of house. But like the entryway has been such a problem point for seven years. I finally nailed it down and figured out the direction to go so it flows with the kitchen that's very 40s mm-hmm. into my living room that's very bohemian and Victorian into the bathroom that's more art deco like trying to get everybody to play nice because i'm eclectic as a uh like direct decorator in my house there's lots of like you you're very similar we decorate very similar and so it's always an interesting thing to fit your collection into the house you're living into especially if period wise they don't meld but you've you've melded thank you there's been some good welding going on because i'm not a purist yeah i'm not a, a, a decade purist to myself I guess. yeah i'm pretty i'm pretty Whatever. broad um and one of like my my again my, i don't know if she's just gotten used to it or if she now understands it but a thing that you know before we ever moved here and i was already like kind of accumulating this like vaguely mid-century but certainly vintage vibe she was like oh you don't want to mm-hmm. move here like wouldn't you rather be in a house where like that makes sense like never heard of like a mm. house with like these vintage or mid-century elements or whatever. And now, you know, you make it work. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like you'd be yeah. a lot more kind of at odds with that kind of vintage look than, than we are. I mean, it's not, I get, I'm not mm-hmm. measuring a 30 year old house as vintage yet. Um, maybe in, maybe yeah. in 10 years, know. we'll call it maybe retro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it's certainly not mm-hmm. into that era. Um, but things, you know, you, you figure out what works and what doesn't and mm-hmm. kind of, yeah. well, and I think that has something to do with the age too. Like, I think that like those age of people, like my mom's in her sixties, my grandma's in her seventies. And it was very much that thing of like, this doesn't go with X, Y, Z. Like the, the, the idea of mixing decades and styles mm-hmm. together was still very obtuse to that generation. It's a solid rule. You just don't do that. Yeah. Right. Which is why we all had like swans and apples and precious moments and <laughs> wallpaper everywhere. Right. Everywhere. I love wallpaper. One of the collections you have that I still don't have any pieces of, and it's one of those I teeter on is Catherine Holm. Mm-hmm. Did that start recently for you or has that always been something you've sought out? Like I, vintage dishware, Catherine Holm and thing. Yeah, I really resisted Katrina. <laughs> um, I don't even know. I, 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 is it, is that our American? I'd never talk about this in real life with anybody other than my mm-hmm. husband. Really? Have we like culturally decided whether it's Catherine home or Katrina home? Cause I'm just going to keep saying Katrina. Uh, no. Cause I have never heard. I've never heard that pronunciation. What? I'm, I don't know what's happening. It doesn't matter to me. I just want somebody who knows. We're gonna look that up to call it, because in my head I because isn't it Scandinavian? Yeah, and I'm like Norwegian, and I still can't tell you. 
I have no idea. That I, I'm like all the way Swedish, and I you see useless. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Nothing's going off in my brain about it. Nobody spoke Swedish around me. <laughs> but that's interesting because we, of course, as Americans would pronounce it Catherine Holm, but that other pronunciation makes a ton of sense. I don't know if yeah. it's something I phonetically had. Like, I'm like, maybe it's just like, just like when, when you read books when a kid and you were making up words that you like never really heard said. That's what <laughs> I've done. Anyway. Yep. So mm-hmm. please mm-hmm. excuse me mm-hmm. because it's not me like trying to like passive aggressively correct you. I'm just going to use my made up pronunciation. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, we've run into, I ran into Katrina home like plenty of times over the last few years. Um, never at like a super low price point, which was mm-hmm. like the first obvious barrier. Um, but it's yeah. like a lot. And, you know, when you're looking at collections and stuff, cause my first, like, I don't know, first like deliberate collection was probably Pyrex and mm-hmm. everybody knows like Esther Lee's vampirix's collection right so she's got that like incredible Mm -hmm. like unmatched collection beautifully displayed love it yeah and she's also i'm sorry basil's gonna my cat basil's very verbal um that's okay hi basil how are you um so like she you know it's just overwhelming she's got that beautiful you know the pyrex and i'd already established my pyrex limit at that point my pyrex boundary was like Mm -hmm. boys that's it um that was Oh, I love that. And then Katrina, I was like, you know, you could see she got like, she's got all the bowls, basically all her sets and stuff. And I was like, oh God, like there's very little pink and the pink that there is, is really impossible to find. So like realistically, even back then, which was, it was already absurdly priced back then, but nowadays, right? Like one bowl, 800 or something. Um, Yeah. I can't even play. No. Right. So it's like, I can't get get into Katrina home. I can't do it. Like, because I only want pinks and turquoise back then I was only doing pinks and turquoises mm-hmm. and I was like no I just I can't do it so it's just a no for me um and then one mm-hmm. day I ran into a um an antique store uh that had like a platter uh like a royal blue um 10 inch lotus plate mm-hmm. uh, and I was with Tom and it was a um God, I don't know what it was priced at. It was somebody who knew what she was doing too. Like it was one of those booths, you know? So it didn't really make sense yeah. to me because yeah. the price was like, hey, it should be more than that. I think it was like 50 bucks. You know, it was one of those, like it wasn't cheap, but it was cheap for Katrina. And I was like, well, yeah. all right, well, I'll just do, I'll just do 10 inch platters. So that was my first boundary. Oh. So then I, I know very, very strict boundary. I, I appreciate this. It's given me ideas to be like, okay. Yeah. So I quickly, as one does, amassed my little rainbow. And I still don't have a 10-inch pink, by the way. I do not have a pink. But I, I would kill for one. Um, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I would love that. Um, but happy with my collection. Fine, fine, fine. And then a couple, I don't know, maybe a couple months, a month or two after that, we were in another place and found um, a set of six green, olive green salad size Katrina Lotus plates for like a hundred bucks for six. <gasps> and it was. Oh my God. Oh, that's like, I know. I would have felt like I was robbing the. Place. I know. Again, and it was somebody who knew what they had enough. Right, had a couple of. They're one of those people who's like, I don't want to charge that much. I don't want people to think I'm a bitch because I'm charging that oh, much. Yeah. That's me. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so you know that was, I was not going to leave that behind. It's like I'm a I'm a sucker for no. like a good place setting. So now we just use that for mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. I have not expanded on that. Those are my only six inches. Um, so this was still a good hard boundary for a while, and then one of our favorite spots, like in Cambridge. Again, another dealer who totally knows what she has. Um, <laughs> we're in there one day and I'm like, oh my God. And she has two five and a half inch pink lotus bowls in her booth. And I was like, no, no, <laughs> no. I have the boundary. I have my boundary. <laughs> Man. And it was not. It was not that, cheap, you could you could have broken that one though. No, yeah. it was not. You went for it. You went for it. I went. We went for one of them. 
which felt reasonable. And I couldn't even tell you what it was at the time. I mean, it was nothing like eBay today. It wasn't that long ago either. No. Two and a half years, maybe two and a half years ago. Um, it wasn't 300. It was less than that. I don't even think it was 200. It was cheap for what it was. But, you know, yeah. any normal person listening to this will be like, oh, my God, a five and a half inch ball. Are you kidding me? Listen, it's a good price. I'm, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> it remains my only piece of Pink Katrine Home. My only piece. And my... Oh, that's so frustrating, too. Spent on a bowl, almost, of any bowl. Um, but I did expand to five and a half inch bowls. <laughs> so five and a half inch bowls. <laughs> now I have like six five and a half inch bowls. And that's... And they're all this, the, the white, like the colored lotus leaves on the white. So like it's mm-hmm. cohesive. I haven't... I don't think I've pictured... I've never posted any of I haven't posted any of them like together. Um, mostly because I just didn't have mm-hmm. I found like a two for one recently that I was like, yay, but I was holding out. Um, so that feels good. And then along the way, I was like, you know what? I really like, I really like the black and white. I don't have a lot of black and white, mm-hmm. as you know, like more of a rainbow person. Um, but there's just something like yeah. to me, like I don't know, design-wise, it's just like stunning about the black and white control. Yeah. And I was like, that's, yeah, you know what? It's beautiful. Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to. So now the boundaries expanded to include any of the black and white um, plates, bowls, uh, kitchen things that not pots and pans, basically black and white, not a pot and pan. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do that too. So Tom recently yeah. for my birthday last week, last week, a little over a week ago, got me. The Happy black, belated. Thank yes. you. Got me the uh, black and white. Katrine home ice bucket. <gasps> nice. It's like good fine. I know. Um, I'm very excited about it. Mm-hmm. Only left, like there's only a couple things left on my black and white Katrine home list. So I'm on the hunt for like a coffee pot and oh, maybe yeah. one other thing, maybe like the scampi plate, or and I don't have the salad plate. So it's not like impossible. And an eight-inch bowl. You yeah. got you got the little fanny okay. cabinet in your brain. You know how it goes. So it's just like a slow, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, slow mm-hmm. growth, but I do not see, I will not be expanding my Katrina home past those, no. past those limits. That's it. That's enough for me. Like if I, if I yeah. come across like a $20 Lotus bowl in a different color, am I going to pass it, pass it? Like, no, I'm not going to pass, but like, that's, that's kind of the only exception at this point. I don't know. I, I would love to be Esther Lee or one of those like amazing Katrina home people, but I just don't have, I don't have the space or the, or the bank account at this point. Like I just can't. So much money. It's so much. Yeah. It's, um, uh, Pyrex was like a, you know, it's like, I feel like a lot of collectors first step into, you know, really lusting after certain pieces and patterns and types. And when I, when we first bought this house seven years ago, I kind of based my kitchen off of my primary set of Pyrex bowls and like fridges and things like that and kind of went from there. But I've since really whittled down my Pyrex collection, and one of the pieces I'll never get rid of, and I would collect more of them, even though there's not a lot of them because they were a specialty mm-hmm. piece, which is the my snowflake yeah, pattern, my black snowflake yep. pattern. Oh, those are pretty. Like, I had gotten rid of other ones and, like, sold them to Jill, but it's, like, that's one of my – I think I got it for $5 at a yard sale, and it's one of my favorite – pieces of dishware because I collect more like Malmac or mid-century barware mm-hmm. things like that that I find but I'm also really uh frugal with what I spend on certain collections now I just bought an aluminum Christmas wall tree that went way over what I would normally spend <laughs> on something but it was worth it yeah it had never been out of the box it was kind of a <laughs> hidden auction and I got it for 97 dollars mm-hmm. that's crazy yeah yeah. So, and it came home and I was like, you have to clean your kitchen before you put it out. But I put it out and it's beautiful <laughs> and I can't wait to hang some of my shiny brights on it. But that was, you know, there's certain things like that I really want to add to my collection, but the price point of which they are even ever listed or bid on or like I kicked myself for walking away from a Rushton Santa last year in LA. It had like $45 on it. It was in great condition. And I was like, I don't know. And now I'm like, God damn it. Oh. That was so dumb. Santa's creep me out. Yeah. They're a little creepy. I would have got it for you if I'd been there. Thank you. Thank you. Suffered. Do you, like, do you have collections that are fulfilled that you're, like, completely done with? Even if, like, you were to come across a piece for a good price? I I don't think there's, 
I mean, I haven't bought a piece of Pyrex in a long time. A really long time. Um, I just, and it sounds like so bad <laughs> to say it. I've, but like, I, I had to kind of, cause my, you know, I, my in-laws are very nice and my mother-in-law should be like, well, let me know what you're looking for. And I'll like, look for, and I had to just kind of be like, Janelle, I love you, but I, I own every piece of pink and turquoise Pyrex that was produced in the United States. <laughs> which, which is too much. I have to get like, uh-huh. I have to get rid of some of it. I really do. Like the solids, like the bakeware, I really don't need it. It's eating all in my mm-hmm. basement. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also have to yeah. like become an Instagram seller, which I've also resisted. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I love, I love the pink and turquoise. Like I've got separate hutches for both of the things. I switch out the turquoise a little bit for the snowflakes versus not snowflakes basically. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I've got like, you know, I've got like the international stuff mixed in like the English and the New Zealand and Australian and stuff. I love that. Um, I only have one mm-hmm. piece of yeah. pink Pyrex that like, which is the smallest size flannel flowers mixing bowl from Australia. Oh. That is the one thing I, mm-hmm. and then I'm done with pink. Um, but God, I mean, yeah, my eBay search uh, like list is a mile long and I haven't had a hit on that one. And God knows over a year. Um, it's just not even close. One yeah. that one that came up is one of the ones I already have. So that feels like that feels like just I don't know, maybe ten years from now it'll be done. But I can't see myself. Yeah, I don't see myself buying more IRX. Like there's just not any I'm interested in, unless it was like a really odd. I don't know. I feel like I don't deserve to run into prototypes because I don't do the legwork for it. You know, I don't go to I don't go to estate sales. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just don't. I don't have like with the work with yeah. work being what it is. I just don't have the hours. Um, like yeah. I'm teaching kids <laughs> at eight o'clock in the morning. I can't, I can't go to a estate sale. No. Like that. So the, to imagine that one would end up something really, really cool like that would end up in the kind of places that we go to feels like a little unlikely. Like Tom, Tom's Pyrex, mm-hmm. like the, he would love for us to run into and he's always looking for it. He loves the, the clouds. You know that one? Yeah. Oh my God. He loves it. And I just, I'm like, I'm sorry. I like, I love you, but I truly, I mean, maybe we'll run into it one day, but don't hold your breath because it's, yeah. I, I highly doubt it. Um, and, he, yeah. and like Pyrex is very like near and dear to us. Like it was like the thing we were like really actively like looking for at the beginning of a relationship. Like we did like a trip up to Montreal and which these really cool places and got like a fridgy set. And like, he actually, like he proposed to me with a, with a Pyrex bowl. Um, so it was like, Oh well, yeah, like he put the ring in the it's box so in, the, in the um in the Harlequin. What was the pattern? Bowl. Oh, which is how perfect because my ring is like the same shape. It's like a marquee, just like the little. Yeah, it's very cute. So, like, obviously, oh. I am not ditching Pyrex at any point because, obviously, no, can't do it. <laughs> but I've just run can't out. do it. I've run out. There's no more. I don't know. <laughs> and I can't compete. <laughs> which I totally yeah. The rare groups and stuff, and the like. I feel like just the second somebody gets like a rare piece, I feel like three months later they're flipping it for a different one. And I'm just like, I can't even keep track. Y'all are just like, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. of a networking game to me at this point. Like I never, I never. Yeah. The only thing I could imagine myself again, like networking for is like that pink Katrina plate, like anything else. I can't imagine it. Can't do it. It's yeah. weird. Yeah, that's why I don't play in the Pyrex or Catherine Holm ballpark because it's the same thing. Like I now I run an estate sale company. I don't get to really go to estate sales anymore. Mm-hmm. And I don't thrift a lot. And most, you know, we have we don't have a savers, we have a goodwill and goodwill ships all that stuff out and sells yeah. it online. Like you never find it anymore on the thing. So it's kind of like turns into, you know, if you know somebody in town that has a bunch of Pyrex and then they'll reach out to you and be like, Hey, do you want to buy this? There was a lady trying to sell her entire collection here mm-hmm. in Idaho Falls, but she wouldn't sell individual pieces. You had to buy okay. her entire yeah. collection. That's such a hard game. And I was like, she, they, somebody had reached out to us, like sell for her on our commission. And I was like, no, because I don't know when the condition it's in, the rarity of the pieces she has, mm-hmm. or even what she has. She's not good. She hasn't sent me any photos. She just expects me to offer a price to her. Yeah, which I'm like, nah. Itchy. No, because what do you just have a bunch of like wheat patterns and 
you know, Amish oh. Butterprint and there's just so much like hype, not hype. I don't know. Pyrex is beautiful and it's iconic and it's, but yeah. it's, I mean, it was everybody's wedding present. Like there's just so much of it. Mm-hmm. Like the, there's mm-hmm. a lot of, and I'm, you know, I'm the last person to turn my nose up and say, Oh, well there's, it's just too expensive nowadays. Like I get it. Like it's, yeah. Not, well, it's not accessible. It's not an accessible collection, like collectible not really anymore. anymore. No, no, it's just, it's just tough. I don't know. It, it feels like half the people who are in mm-hmm. it right now are just in the flipping part of it, which is really like disheartening. I don't know. It's, it's tough. It's, it's the network of yeah. it that always feels odd to me. Um, mm-hmm. I was just into yeah. it when it was just like me and my little, my little, I still have my little Pyrex, you know, note on my phone of my little checklist and my little, like, oh. this is what I have. And this is the one I want. And that was enough for me. Like I didn't need, I don't know. I didn't need a whole Pyrex yeah. community behind me. Um, as much as, as, mm-hmm. as cool as this stuff is, like, I just didn't need it. Like it was yeah. cool. Yeah. And I, yeah, there's a lot of things. There's like these niches that happen within collecting and they're usually generally pretty great, but sometimes the community uh, is not so great. And that's kind of where I bow out to like, I'm like, "Eh, I love you guys. I'm so stoked for you and you guys collecting, but some people just get so um, like obsessive about it. Uh It kind of, it makes it hard for anybody who's not at that level of. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's for sure. Or you just feel like, like, ah, like I always, I'm always the type of person that's like, oh, I feel kind of weird about not having like the good portions of this collection. Like, so I'm just going to keep it to myself. Yeah, like this yeah. One, which is so one dumb. glass explosion and stuff this past year has been like wild to watch. Um, yeah. Like, I'm glad I got my collection when I did. Just the, also like the weirdest, like most obvious, like for lack of a better word, like phallic kind of. I've got the biggest. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm just like, is nobody uncomfortable? Is it just me? Like, <laughs> it's cool, but like also, oh, I don't know. Like, uh huh. Okay. Yeah. I got my entire swung glass collection. I think I got seven pieces. I was watching an auction, and they're, some of them are behind me, right? Mm-hmm. They just make up the backdrop for the show, which used to be uranium glass. And uh, there was like seven pieces and they were all orange monochromatic, you know, and it was like, well, I'll watch it and see like what it's going to go for. And they didn't have any measurements of these. Mm-hmm. Like they just had the photos. Right. Yeah. And I got six pieces of swung glass for $42. Wow. That's great. And like, there's this big guy that's behind Spellcheck's head over there. Was one of them, and it's a, it's one of the big pieces. They're like, huge. Somebody was like, "That's for umbrellas," and I was like, "No, it's not." Umbrellas. Okay. I mean, you could. Yeah, oh. but you, yeah, it's people big. would be like, "Think it's an umbrella stand?" Like you put it on the floor, and I was like, "It's glass." First of all, don't put your umbrellas in there. Wow. But I brought them all home. What that guy was strapped into my son's car seat, and I remember thinking, like, I will never buy any more of this. Like, it's beautiful, but it's not something that I'm like. I need to like fulfill a collection of these. Like I got what I wanted. It was like open door, shut door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For that price. I don't know. I find them. I, but there's other shit I'll buy. Yeah. I find them to the be time. like so nice as like a, and I have this one here in this room. Like I find it to mm-hmm. be a great standalone. I find it to be really overwhelming when there's so many of them together. Just cause like you can only see like, mm-hmm. end up, especially in their la- like a layered thing. Then you only see like the mouths popping up. Which is just, like, yeah. it feels yeah. so sad. I don't know. Like, I want to, you, you want to see the whole mm-hmm. thing, you know? And I know mm-hmm. people might make comparisons yeah. to like glass collections like Pyrex or Katrina or whatever, whatever you want. But at least with most of those, the way the displays are, right? Like, back to like displaying, mm-hmm. at least you can see usually the full pattern. People aren't usually obscuring what the piece itself is like. Yeah. It's just stacked. You know, you still have the, the mm-hmm. whole like, vertical element where yeah you have the visual dimension of kind of seeing everything yeah you're scared and it's like i don't know it just feels it's very odd i don't know but if it's some people's thing like yeah yeah totally yeah it's just not my my way of curating collecting or like displaying the things in my house like everything's always tiered and it on numbers and Mm -hmm. you know different textile features that are coming in with them Mm -hmm. and different textures is one of my favorite ways to decorate something with vintage and bring it home. Or like I have areas in my house, like I have notes on my phone of areas in my house that need pieces to complete it. Mm-hmm. And so when I go out and look, I'm looking specifically for items that would finish or add to this 
section. If I pick something up and I can't immediately think of where I would put it in my house, I generally don't buy it because it's not going to find a place to live. I think with a lot of your, specifically your gallery walls, there's this cool uh, kind of mesh of, it doesn't match, but it it's all coordinated. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots yeah. of different colors and lots of different patterns, and it's very maximalist, but it all works. Mm-hmm. And I like things to come off the wall, like create some three-dimensional type mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. or just have an empty frame on the wall or things like that. It's kind of... Or like I have a gallery wall in my kitchen that is ever growing, right? Like it's going to, it keeps going. There's little places for everything. And that's generally stuff where I find like a lonesome dove of some type of piece that I think would work well on the wall. Or I have like my printer trays, which this one's all like mini brands behind me. Um, But upstairs, it's like all the little stuff I find, you know, at estate sales or thrift stores and little mini itty bitty. A little home. A little home. Mm -hmm. Gnome stuff. Yeah. Um, But that's kind of how I like to collect. And it's interesting to hear when other people align with that same thing of like filling your house with beautiful things that you like to look at. And I like that you have boundaries for these certain areas of your life and how beautifully yours and your husband's collections run together. Because having the textile aspect of a book and then being able to add all of those different things. And it is, we're coming into the holiday season. Do you have all of your Christmas stuff out? Uh, Yes. We have, we're going to get one real tree. Um, so we have mm-hmm. mm, probably like 13 or 14 fake trees in the house right now. Mostly small. I mean, oh, a nice. Every room of some kind, even the bathrooms have like a little tree, which is too many trees. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they're all like, like they've all got like themes it. and stuff like that. I have the one, like I have my one aluminum tree that I picked up this past summer which I was so excited for because I had this like hoard of shiny brights and stuff that I like didn't have anywhere to put them. And so we finally found like a mm-hmm. shiny bright that did not like, I'm sorry, a, like a palm seven foot palm that absolutely uh-huh. did not break the bank. And I talked the guy down cause it was like June, you know, nobody wants to have nice. a Christmas tree in June or everybody. Love mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, other than the one like real tree that we're gonna cut down, go cut down on a Christmas tree farm somewhere, break home and set that one up. Everything's mm-hmm. out and done, and it was like a process. I think I started like two days before Halloween, which feels sacral yeah, to get it all out. It's like in the thick of marching band season for me, so it was the oh. I had was like next to none, like one weekend day maybe, and it's like. I kind of mm-hmm. go straight and like all the, we go straight from decorating to like cookie prep. Cause we do like this crazy cookie thing for Christmas. Um, and I love do two that. things at once with this kind of thing. Like it's too, especially with like all the boxes out and things. It's like, this has to be done so I can mm-hmm. move, you know? Um, so I think we might have yeah. one more. We like, like we have like a couple boxes stacked up in the dining room that are waiting for the big tree, but like everything's, back and down in the basement where it belongs. And I don't feel like suffocating every time I walk in the house. Everything's, the hall is, mm-hmm. you know, everything is, we're dead. We're done. <laughs> yeah. Everything's been put in its places. I know. I'm waiting for Thanksgiving to be done and then I will decorate. Because if I decorate before Thanksgiving, there won't be room for people in my living room to eat. Aww. So I yeah. have to wait. Oh, my mother hasn't. I have to wait. She has told me we are not having Thanksgiving at, at our house because it's already Christmas here. So we have to go to Thanksgiving at their house. <laughs> She's slaying. She decorates a Thanksgiving tree because that's better. Uh, so yes. Thanksgiving tree is ready to host Thanksgiving, whereas we'll uh, return oh. for Christmas. We will not have Thanksgiving where there is Christmas. Well, before we get into the estate sale walkthrough today, where can our listeners find you on Instagram? Because you've been posting some beautiful holiday pictures in your house, and it's incredible and delectable. So where can they find you? Um, I will be continuing to post a bunch of Christmas stuff, I guess, the next month or so, because it's Christmas until like January 31st, in my mind. They can find me at um, mm-hmm. Christy mm-hmm. Snarsky, just K-R-I-S-T-I. S-N-A-R-S-K-Y. Yes, and it please do, because it, really, if you're looking for inspiration of how to curate with vintage or how to decorate and use, like, the way she uses shiny bright boxes underneath that aluminum tree, I'm not going to spoil it for you. I want you to see it for yourself. It's beautiful. It's incredible. Mm. 
It's amazing. Do yourself a favor and go and follow her and get some inspiration. Also, she's been posting the cookies today, the cookie dough Mm. that is being saved. And it made me want to make some dang cookies. I did make cookies today. Oh, thanks for bringing one. Oh, yeah. The cookie gets, the cookies, cookie prep gets way more fun when it's like the actual baking right now. It's just clumps of dough. So I'm thinking about baking. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. I am. It's maybe we'll do something like that this year. Yes. Maybe we'll do a cookie tradition. Um, so every week on the Mothball Prophecies, we do an imaginary estate sale walkthrough. It is in a state to walk through filled with uh, your favorite things, our guest favorite things. If it's your favorite color, it's there. It's the perfect condition. It's never been used and it's cheap or money is no object and you can afford it. All right. Mm-hmm. Each scenario has one to three items to choose from. All right. And as you are our guest, Christy, you will start with the first pick. Okay. Today, we are visiting a bustling holiday market. The tunes are festive and we're on the hunt to beat other vintage lovers to the goods. Okay. We're, we're jolly, but we're also, we mean freaking business. Yes. Okay. We start by walking up to a booth filled with holiday items, and it is filled to the brim. Buried underneath some regular holiday decor, we see, do you pick one of these items, Christy? There are three pinecone-bodied pixie elves or three celluloid dancing Santas. Ooh. Which one do you go with? Oh, um, I think, I think the Santas. Oh, that's a good choice. That's a good choice. I have a genuine phobia of Santas. <laughs> Usually it's just like if a person is dressed as Santa. Coming but, to. But, um, yeah, no, definitely, uh, pixie elves for me. Mm-hmm. 100% Santa can Go jump off a bridge. Well, don't come to my house because I am picking the three celluloid dancing Santas because I got one this year from my grandmother's basement because (laughs) it was buried in an eBay box that she never opened. That's horrible. And it was not her decor. So get ready for that to greet you when you come to my home now. (laughs) I'm so excited. (laughs) So I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to round out the collection (sighs) and grab those guys. Okay. Easy, easy first one. All right. We've grabbed some cinnamon toasted almonds and cider, and when we turn around, our eyes land on these fabulous grab bags. Who doesn't love a grab bag? So much We can see the contents. It's not a mystery. Do you pick the bag of pushpin and sequin ornaments or the bag of cotton spun and chenille pipe cleaner ornaments? Christy, being our guest. Ooh, I think think the pushpin... Because I'm totally into like mm. the pushpin fruit right now, uh, so yeah, that's gonna do it for me. Yeah, the the pushpin guys. Yes. Um, I'm gonna uh, in my brain these pipe cleaners all have like sparkles on them. Yeah, so I'm going with the the pipe cleaners. That's what you're so after. I like, I like the shiny. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this is this is a hard one for me because I love both of these things. Mm-hmm. I love cotton spun things because I just think they're so dumb looking. Mm-hmm. Dumb in a good way. In the best way. And but sequin ornaments have like this certain amount of kitsch and glam. I think I'm also I think I'm going for the push pins. Cause I have cotton heads already. That's true. I'm gonna go push pins. Okay. All right. This last one is a fictional kind of time travel question. I had to indulge myself with this one. Okay. This is a go back in time type question. But before we do that, Christy, which musical would you most like to go pick from the pieces of decor? In the musical. Up first, we have Les Mis. Second, we have Chicago. Or third, we have Rent. Three different kinds of decor and demographic, but great pieces in all three. Mm. Mm. Oh, I need. Where are you going back to to steal the things from? It will be the, it has to be Chicago. It's got some, there's got to be some farware in there. Mm hmm. Oh, there has to be. There has to be. Um, I would definitely go for Chicago for the, uh, like, the dresses. Oh. The clothing. You guys are thinking outside of the boxes of what I was thinking oh. when I wrote this. I love this. And um, both valid. I mean, Chicago, you got the costuming. You yeah. got, oh. I mean, everything that's great in there. The shoes alone. Yeah. I am, because I'm really leaning into 
like Victorian Renaissance, <laughs> I am going Les Mis because I cannot afford to buy any French antiques. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, the things that I want to have. So I'm going to go just pick them new off the shelf, if you will. I like that. Perfect. And bring them back. But also, the you know, the whole thieving timeline in yeah. Les Mis is probably not going to work out well for yeah. me. Shaver shows up. And it's like, Let them eat cake 2.0. There you go. Yeah. The Renaissance lives at the Mashburn house. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm glad that wasn't too brutal for everybody, but the musical one was really fun to write because I was like, and Chicago, that's my favorite musical. Yeah. Just, man, now the, now it's in my head. Mm-hmm. Just what, what could you, all the things. Mm-hmm. That's my go-to karaoke song is When You're Good to Mama. Wow. I can't sing, but if I could. I love that. Thank you. I've won competitions with that song. Sam's got a voice of an angel. All right. Let's not bring that into the... (laughs) It's true. (laughs) It's a party trick. I like it as a party trick. Natural talent. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Christy, thank you so much for sitting down with us today. And I can't wait to continue drooling over your home and watching the holidays unfold in this beautiful space that you guys have curated together. Mm-hmm. It's truly, uh, is it cringe to say Pinterest worthy, but in the best way. <laughs> oh, yes. Like the best way, like architectural digest. Highest compliments. Yeah. Perfect. It's delightful. And I love what you're doing. Pinterest minus the millennial like cringe, right? That's that's what we're all going for. There you go. That's, <laughs> mm-hmm, yep. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No cringe, just good shit. That's all it is. (laughs) Thanks so much, y'all. I really appreciate it. You are so welcome. This was delightful. To hear even more about the things we talk about today with Christy, be sure to stick around this week for our Curio Corner. Bye. Bye. Bye.